Straight facts here. Nothing but facts. The Orlando Magic with a huge win against Utah Jazz. MVP chance in the Amway Center. We haven't heard those in like a decade for, for Magic players at least. And something special about this team. And yes, its leader, even if he doesn't want the crown. A big, big win for the Orlando Magic. Let's talk all about it on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is November 8th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Orlando Magic's humongous win. Sorry, I just banged my table. Humongous win against uh, Utah Jazz. How the Magic were able to pull it off and the quiet, humble confidence that is Cole Anthony and this Orlando Magic team. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen or part of your daily podcast rotation every single day. We are here for you for you every day, every weekday, discussing the Orlando Magic. We do truly appreciate your listens. You can follow us and subscribe to our podcast wherever you download podcast. Plus, we are also streaming on YouTube. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel, if you're watching live on the YouTube channel, I usually tape around 9.30, 10 a.m. Um, so definitely subscribe to get the latest updates when, when we do go live. And we do are, are planning some live shows coming up in the future. There won't be one this week, but... Um, we'll probably get to one next week before Thanksgiving. If you are watching the show live, you can always drop a comment in the chat section, and I will answer your questions live on the air, too. That's what I'm big on. I, I love interacting with fans. But let's get into it. The Orlando Magic playing the Utah Jazz, and I will admit, I did not think this was a game the Magic were going to have much of a chance in. Even with the Jazz on the back-to-back, even with Donovan Mitchell's injury issues, even finding out that Mike Conley wasn't going to play, the Jazz do all the things the Magic are really bad at. They have a great rim protector in Rudy Gobert. They're a great three-point shooting team. They offensive rebound really, really well. All the things that I have huge concerns about, this Jazz team is typically pretty good at. Um, like, typically pretty, pretty, pretty good at. Um, and so I felt like this was a really difficult matchup. And so it was a very good sign, obviously, and very surprising to see the Magic get out to the hot start that they did. But... Utah is the kind of team where they could play a B minus C plus game and still have a very good chance of winning. And what was really impressive about what the Magic did was Orlando entered the fourth quarter down 10. Their 15 point lead from the first half gone. All the good vibes, all the good feelings from that first half gone. Um, they had to kind of scratch and claw their way back into this game. Um, and, and we've learned a lot about this team in the first two, three weeks of the season now. Um, they will fight. Um, this is a team that, you know, that doesn't matter what the deficit is. They know they're going to have some bad stretches and bad moments. They fight. They scratch and they claw. And, and, and you know, I kind of came up with this joke while I was watching game. And, and I know I mentioned it on the on the recap uh, YouTube, YouTube on the on the recap YouTube clip. Um, if you put Cole Anthony in a fourth quarter, you give him a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. He's going to go out there and win the game. Uh, you know, I, I think I think we're getting to that point. 
the way that he played against the Knicks, the way that he played against Minnesota, the way that he now has played against Utah. Um, you know, the only game where the Magic, you know, the Magic have not played a lot of clutch minutes this year. The only game where the Magic really failed in clutch time is, Charlotte, is against Charlotte, and that was the ball in Jalen Suggs' hands a lot. And Suggs, you know, is a rookie who's struggling a little bit with his turnovers at the moment. Um, Cole Anthony just took over this game. Um, but it really, you know, honestly, and we'll talk more about Cole up here in a little bit, um, but it really wasn't Cole Anthony that felt like made the difference or made the huge plays in this one. Um, what really made the plays for me were the bell plays. And why does why this win feels so significant? Why the magic, why this this win feels so big is a, you know, we said before the season began, you know, progress is going to be measured by how much better the team gets over the course of the season and whether we can see the outlines of what this team wants to be. And we'll talk about that in a little bit here too. But the other thing that I said we wanted to see, we wanted to see the magic beat good teams, beat them at home, beat them wherever. Beat good teams because that is proof of concept. That shows that, okay, what you're doing, consistently being able to beat good teams, which is something that some of those Steve Clifford teams did struggle to do outside of 2019. 2020 really struggled to beat good teams. 2021 certainly did as well. Um, being able to beat those good teams is proof of concept that your style, that your identity can work if it becomes consistent enough to beat these high-quality teams. Now, obviously, there's a few other factors involved in that. But being able to say, hey, we beat the Utah Jazz. Hey, we came back from 10 down against Utah Jazz to get a win. Hey, we came back from, what, 12 down at New York to get a win? Those, you know, those are big statements. Those are big statement games and big statements for a young team, a, a win that you can put a put a feather in your cap for. Um, that's what this was. Um, being and Again, the Jazz were undermanned, back-to-back. Donovan Mitchell's not 100%, clearly. Um, Mike Conley was out. We're not, I understand this is not the jazz, you know, as a fully operational battle station. Um, but still a huge win, being able to come back down, make big play after big play, after big play, after big play. And, you know, then this gets back to that question of identity. What do the magic want to be? Who do the magic want to be? What do they want to play like? And the way that they played in that fourth quarter, really the way they played this entire game is getting to that. It's really getting at that notion. We talked throughout training camp. We heard throughout training camp about the bell plays. Um, you know, we're still learning who Jamal Mosley is and the kind of team he wants to build. But we're very clearly seeing, you know, and there's been trends and we'll talk more about them. I've got some thoughts on some things. Um, you can read them up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well. Um, there, there are definitely some trends that are at work here and 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 positive uh, positive indicators about what this team is trying to be. But at the end of the day, the big emphasis was on these bell plays. And, and hustle plays sound like gimmicks, and it, it is a huge gimmick. Um, but it's meant to be the building blocks of what it takes to win. And so I, I'm all in on this gimmick. I'm all in on picking out bell plays and saying, that's a bell play. Do that again. Do that again. And again, I've been kind of saying it, each win is a brick. You build that up enough and you get a victory. You get a string of wins. You get a strong, you know, run of play. And so late in the fourth quarter, Magic have fought their way back in the game. Cole Anthony is making some crazy shots and that 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 does matter. Making shots matters. Um, that's the same Antonio in Boston games. Magic didn't make shots in those games and they had no chance. They didn't have any chance of winning them. You get... 
those little those little hustle plays, and they matter. The play where Franz Wagner knocks the ball away for the Magic are down by two, I believe, about three and a half, four minutes to play. Franz Wagner knocks the ball away from Donovan Mitchell. Bell play there. RJ Hampton comes diving on the floor to get the ball. Bell play there. Passes it to Wendell Carter, who quickly sends it ahead to Cole Anthony for the dunk. Tie game. You can see why those bell plays matter. Cole Anthony, I think, had a steal that led to a dunk on his end that tied the game a, a few possessions earlier. Again, bell plays, bell plays, bell plays. You can see how these impact winning. And with the Magic up by two with 20 seconds left, or 30 seconds left, Cole Anthony's about to turn the ball over. He lo- loses the ball trying to break down the defense. Gary Harris picks it up, finds R.J. Hampton behind the three-point line. R.J. Hampton hits a big three. That is actually a bell play, too, under the Magic's definitions of bell plays. Bell plays win games. And that's what became apparent, and that's what became important during this game. Helping the Magic build what they needed to build to win the game. Orlando won 107-100 if you didn't know the score already. Um, But you could see how all these things built up. Um, there was the fourth quarter uh, was a masterpiece. Orlando's had some very good fourth quarters. You know, you give them an, it really feels like if you give this team a chance to win, they're going to make it very hard to beat them. It's just getting to that fourth quarter has been the issue for this team. Magic have played an embarrassing few number of clutch minutes in, in these 11, in these 11 games. So I think, uh, I think it was, I think they played only two clutch minutes through 10 games. And, and I'm sure they got to like four four more tonight uh, after Sunday's game. Um, at least by the way, the NBA defines the NBA defines clutch minutes as uh, uh, any, any game within five points in the final five minutes of the game. Um, so Orlando, Orlando really, sh- you know, this was Orlando's first like game on the line, final five minutes. Um, Charlotte game a little bit, but this game was all the way to the end was a close game. Orlando had to make big shots. Cole Anthony hit a huge shot over Rudy Gobert. RJ Hampton hit a hit a huge shot as well off the dribble. There's the that, that scramble play that I talked about. This was just a huge shot game. Orlando made great defensive plays. They played with great energy. They were the they were the more aggressive, assertive, energetic team throughout the course of the game. Still made a ton of mistakes, still fouled a little too much. Turnovers in the second quarter allowed Utah back in the game. Um, third quarter was a little bit of a slog as well. But Orlando started to really kind of I think found, find their rhythm and find out how they want to play. And again, this is a marquee win. This is a win where all the pieces came together um, to enable the Orlando Magic to win the game. I'm going to get to some of your comments here before we dive into the box score. Um, Louis Medina says, and I was not at the Amway Center for this one, so I, 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 will, I, I need to hear. I, I felt the energy through the TV. Um, this is the most excitement or buzz that we've had since the Dwight days. Just imagine what it'll be like when our injured big-time players come back and are injected into this team. Wow, I think there is... A lot of lot of uh, interesting stuff going on there as well. Um, he also adds. Also, do you think Ross Harris minutes are taking up way too many minutes for developing the young guys? Um, I, I don't quite yet. We'll get into Gary Harris. I thought Gary Harris had a really nice game um, in this one. Terrence Ross continues to be a little bit of a drain. He's really struggling to get a shot going, um, and I I don't have much of an answer. I wrote a little bit about Terrence um, uh, uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, so you can check that article out for, for some more thoughts on Terrence. We'll talk a little bit more about Terrence, I think, later on in the week as well. Um, I, I think the veterans are still really important. I, I'm Honestly, when Michael Carter-Williams or Etuan Moore is back, I'm, I'm a fan of playing them a little bit. Um, but these young guys are playing really, really well. They're taking they're taking two things really, really well. Um, I, I don't think 
I think it's going to be tough to reduce the veterans' minutes, but I do think that the young guys, um, you know, I think I think Cole mentioned uh, in the post game interview with Dante that R.J. Hampton was not happy with his minutes, um, and I I kind of can't blame the kid, um, and he had a really good game, so he's earned some more minutes. He earned those clo- that that closing time, um, so I can't I I think I think Jamal Mosley's got a really complicated issue with the minutes um, and the minute distribution, especially with Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac due back probably sometime around Christmas, maybe hopefully a little bit before. Um, Kel, certainly that Christmas date, I think is, is a fair date. Um, Jonathan Isaac, who, who, who knows at this point. Um, but with those guys coming back, certainly there is a minute crunch, crunch coming. Um, Bimar says Suggs needs to be benched for RJ or T Ross. He's actually earned a starting spot instead of it being given to him. Um, honestly, here, honestly, like Jalen Suggs, I know the shooting isn't good. Uh, I know he's making a ton of mistakes turnover wise. It, it may just turn out that he's not a point guard. Um, and I think that's something that the Magic have to figure out a little bit this year. Um, his defense is really good. Uh, you know, to say that Jalen Suggs isn't earning his playing time, um, he's not scoring, and that's a huge issue. And I think the Magic have to reorient their offense a little bit. Um, I will say, I think Suggs is getting better. I know the shooting numbers are still not great. He is getting a lot better finishing at the rim and making better rim decisions. Um, his defense is so good for a rookie. Um, it's not like Jonathan Isaac level's good. Um, but like both both Suggs and Franz Wagner have been incredible defensively for rookies. Um, I, I, you know, obviously I think the shooting needs to be better from Jalen Suggs. There's an expectation that he'd be he'd be a scoring guard, and, and I think he'll get there. I'm not super concerned about his poor shooting percentages yet. I think it's just the game is fast. Um, I do think that for some, I think for some players, basketball is having a bigger deal for them than others. Um, it's inconsistent, but I do think that the new basketball is having an effect on people. Um, but it's, I'm not overly concerned about Jalen Suggs. Um, I think when Markel Fultz comes back, it's going to be hard to sit Cole Anthony because Cole Anthony is the most important player on the team. Um, so I do think there is a little bit of a question mark there. Uh, but right now I think Suggs, I think Suggs is fine in that starting line. I do agree. RJ is, is earning himself more minutes. Um, he played a fantastic game. He's really embracing his role as a defender, which I think is a huge part of his development. Um, so we'll, we'll see what comes of that. Um, if you are watching live, feel free to keep leaving comments. We'll talk about the Orlando magic. We'll talk, we'll run through the box score real fast and talk a lot more about Cole Anthony coming up here in just a moment. But today's podcast is brought to you by prize picks. All right. NBA fanatics. Have you heard about prize picks yet? Prize picks is a daily is daily fantasy made easy. And I know you're going to love it. Prize picks has the best, NBA Daily Fantasy Sports prop game on the market. PrizePix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game so you can bet what you believe in. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown on the football side, and, I'm, and they have a lot more on the basketball side. All of, your, all of the users, all of you guys that deposit and use the promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code NBA. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play stores. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy to play. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA 
or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's podcast also brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch a game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for that premium movie channel so you can watch Dune or something. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Street. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Let's run through the box scores here. Utah Jazz 107 to 100. We're going to talk a lot more about Cole Anthony, but holy cow, what a game from Cole Anthony. 33 points, 13 for 20, shooting 5 for 10 from beyond the arc. Didn't really need to fill up the box score anywhere else. He did add three steals. He had two blocks on top of that. Cole Anthony was just, just simply fantastic. Um, th- you know, this kid is just overflowing with confidence at this point. Um, that I, that's really the only way to describe it. Um, he just, he believes he's the best player on the floor in a lot of ways. And honestly, the magic don't function well without him. Um, you can go look at the numbers. Um, the last time I looked, this was before, uh, last night's game, uh, Sunday's game. Um, he was third on the team and on court net rating behind only Michael Mulder and, and Moritz Wagner, go figure, um, off court net rating. I believe the magic have the, their worst off court net rating when he is not on the floor. Um, now again, that, that those numbers might hide some things. Those numbers aren't exactly perfect for telling you whether a player is impactful, but does, does the difference is pretty stark. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Mulder, Moritz Wagner and Cole Anthony, the only three players with an on-court net rating, the off-court net rating for Cole Anthony is like in the minus twenties or minus thirties. Like it's, it's bad. Um, Cole Anthony is really good. Um, and, and he has found his groove and when he gets into a rhythm, the guy just is a bucket. He is a bucket. Um, you know, I, I really don't have another way to describe him. Um, he's he's so much fun to watch. Obviously, we love his personality. We love the effort and grit that he plays with. He knows his limitations. Um, and he, you know, tries to make up for it with effort, which is all you can ask for. That's all this team is asking for from this team. Make up for your limitations with effort. Uh, and, and he is really delivered. He is really delivered in a meaningful way. Um, the scoring is just incredible to be perfectly honest. Um, he's just, he's creating off the dribble. He's got that pull up jump shot game. And obviously he'd like him to be a little bit of a better playmaker. The assist numbers were a little bit down in this game for the magic with just 24 on 43 field goal attempts. When Cole Anthony is able to hit off the dribble like this, that does not matter because he will find space. If teams lay off him, he will shoot it. If they don't, he can make, he can make the passes well enough to get the ball moving. And the ball really did move really well. We'll talk more about Cole Anthony coming up here in just a moment. And yes, I'm not ignoring the MVP chance. We're going to talk about that a little bit later as well. Wendell Carter had a very, very good game. 22 points, nine for 14 shooting, a career high, four made three point attempt, three pointers in seven attempts, um, 15 rebounds, six assists for Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, 
Wendell, you know, honestly, like I think the big knock on Wendell Carter uh, through the early part of his career was that his energy kind of goes up and down. It's not consistent. Um, I think Wendell would be the first person to tell you that he needs to be better at that. Um, you know, so I don't think this is a new criticism. I don't think that's anything that anyone is unaware of. When he plays with this kind of energy, he can be a really good player. Um, he's, he's, he's smart. He doesn't make bad decisions. He screens well. He does all those little things really, really well. He's a much better passer than I think we all thought he'd be just to see six assists, but he made some really nice passes. He had a nice backdoor pass uh, from the elbow. The Magic are running him essentially the way they ran Nikola Vucevic for a long time. I don't think he's as quite as good a passer as Vucevic is, but he's getting there pretty quickly. And the Magic, you know, trust his decision-making. The fact that he's developed that three-point shot and is starting to hit that three more consistently, um, that changes everything. And you can just feel the energy that he brought to the game. Um, he was able to pull Rudy Gobert away from the paint. He was able to really make Gobert float around a little bit more, not be at the basket. Um, and that obviously was a, a huge factor for the Magic in this game and huge factor for helping them win this game. I, again, I really love what Wendell Carter gives. Um, he, he's not flashy at all, but he makes really smart plays. And when he plays with this kind of energy and intensity, he, he is a really good player. It's just getting this to be consistent. Again, and so much of this Magic team, so much of the, the struggle and, and, the, and the equation and the problem with this Magic team is just being consistent, getting the same uh, consistency of effort every single night. That's what young teams do. That's what young teams really struggle with. Um, and so I'm interested to see. Uh, you know, I, I really love what Wendell Carter did in this one. Not a lot of scoring elsewhere, though. Franz Wagner, 10 points, 4 for 10 shooting. Uh, he had a really nice move to beat Ru Rudy Gobert. He, just, he did some really nice things. He showed no fear going at Gobert, finished well around him. Really liked Franz Wagner's game. Uh, obviously, great defense as well from him. Had that big steal that set up the Cole Anthony dunk. Um, Jalen Suggs, just six points, three for 10 shooting, five assists, um, four turnovers. He's a, he's a rookie, still making rookie mistakes. I think it is a little bit concerning. We're getting to mid-November now. We're almost to mid-November, but he's still making a lot of mistakes. We're trying to force play a little bit too much. I think there's still a little bit of calm him down. You know, kind of maybe maybe condense his role a little bit, kind of put some parameters on him that, you know, put him in a little bit in a box, give him some bumpers to, to bump up against that he can't go past. Um, but I will say this. Um, I think Suggs is starting to finish a lot better at the rim. I think he's finding some more comfort and finding some comfort. And I, and I really think there's going to be a game, and it's going to happen soon, I think, where everything clicks. Um, the shot is there. Like, he's taking, you know, he can make those, he can make those open threes. He can get shots. He knows that. Um, I, I think the shot is there. Uh, it's just about making them. Um, I think he can finish around the rim. It's just about making them. And I think, you know, the turnovers, it's just going to be about having it click. Once it clicks, he'll be fine. Um, and, you know, maybe that's mythical that it'll click. I, I'm still seeing really good signs from Jalen Suggs. He is a fantastic defender. Um, like I said earlier, he's a fantastic defender. So I, I don't think we should, I don't think we should be giving up on him anytime soon. RJ Hampton had one of his best games of the season. Eight points, three for four shooting, one for one from beyond the arc. Um, he did have three turnovers, um, which is the only knock on him. I think still he moves a little too fast for his own good. His fourth quarter, though, was his best stretch in a Magic uniform, in my opinion. Uh, he does a, he is a really good defender, and, and he is beginning to understand that that's a key part of his role. Um, everyone wants to be the scorer. Everyone wants to be the, that guy. He's fast. He knows it. He knows he can get to the basket. If he commits defensively, he's got good lateral quickness. He's got incredible length. If he commits defensively, he could be a really good defender. And I think he is starting to figure that out. And the sooner he figures that out, the better he's going to be and the more he's going to contribute to this team and the more he's going to play. 
played 1941 in this game. Um, you know, obviously finished the fourth quarter, fourth quarter out. Um, I thought there was definitely a point where I thought they'd take him out, but they didn't. Um, and that was a good decision by Jamal Mosley. Mosley made good rotation, you know, he had a bad rotation in, in that Ignas Brasdakis and, and Mortz Wagner had to play a little bit. And then the 251 that Mortz Wagner played, the Magic were minus eight. Ignas Brasdakis did not play. I apologize for that. Um, in the two in the three minutes that Mortz Wagner played, the Magic were minus eight. Um, Mortz Wagner should not be playing minutes. I, I'm sorry. I like the guy. I don't hate. I don't hate the guy. I think he's a good inst little instigator sometimes. And so Michael Carter Williams comes back. You know, use him. Use him to, to stir the pot a little bit. But um, the Magic lose those minutes pretty heavily. And I know. I know what I said earlier. Um, it he should not be playing. Um, and so, you know, Mosley, I think, is still, you know, fine-tuning how he wants to do the rotations. And I think foul trouble had a little bit to do with that. Um, both Franz and Wendell had four fouls. Mobamba had three fouls. Um, but but Orlane, but but Mosley, I think, managed this game really, really well. And I know that's something that we've been tracking as well. So hey, Hampton, again, deserves all the kudos for that. The Orlando Magic shoot 49.4% from the floor, 12 of 32 from beyond the arc. They do commit 13 turnovers, which is actually pretty low for them at the moment. That leads to 15 points. Utah, on the other hand, they get 21 points from Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, though, 8 for 24, 2 for 12 from beyond the arc. Gobert with 21 points, 15 rebounds, and 4 blocks. He also had 4 turnovers, so the Magic do a good job on him. Um, the Jazz shoot 38.2% from the floor, just eight for 42. That's 19% from beyond the arc. They get to the foul line, 24 for 29 from the foul line. That was a big part of why Utah was able to get back in the game. 18 turnovers. For 19 magic points. That's 107 to 100. Talk a little bit about Cole Anthony coming up here in a minute. But first, let's get to some, some of the comments here. Loaded up here is that we'll get to those. We'll get this coming up here. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's, let's let's get to those now. Um, just going through the just going through the comments. Um, from Samuel, looks like Cole and one other player have to go off for the Magic to win. Nice to see it has been a different player every time. Ross in New York, Franz in Minnesota, and WCJ versus Utah. Yes, I mean, look, like, look, this that's how the league is. Um, you know, I hate to say it, that's that's how the league is. The league is about your star players. And, and again, it's about consistency. Um, you know, I, I tell, I'd say this all the time. The regular season is about what can you do every night, no matter how bad your night is. Um, Cole Anthony has had some big games. He's averaging around 20 points. He's averaging a shade less than 20%, 20 points per game right now. He is, he is scoring a lot. Um, but, uh, but you need that second guy, uh, you know, Kevin Durant has James Harden. You know, they're, they're, this whole idea that this is the big three era, the NBA has always been a big three era. The NBA is always about collecting stars. What, what's different now is players are dictating where they go instead of trades and draft dictating where they go. Um, it's, it, it, you need, you always need two or three guys to step up big in, in, in games. Um, what I think's really been different lately is the Magic's defense is playing a lot better. Even in the losses to Boston, even in the loss to St. Tony, like I said Friday, the Magic's defense has been better than their numbers. They're starting to really kind of find their groove defensively. This was a good defensive game. Let me see if I can pull up those advanced stats real fast. Um, this was a really good defensive game. Obviously, holding a team like the Jazz. Jazz are one of the best offensive teams in the league to 100 points. And yes, I know, back-to-back -back other stuff I said, still a really impressive defensive effort from the Orlando Magic. I'm pulling up the advanced stats now. The Utah Jazz come in with an offensive rating of 103.1, so 103.1 points per 100 possessions. That's really good. Um, the Magic for the season, I think, are at 114, 113. 
Um, so again, uh, the Magic's defensive numbers, I think, are, are getting a whole lot better. We'll talk a little bit about Cole Anthony coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Look, I love Thanksgiving, all the good food, treats, and plenty of them. There's always plenty of them. There's always too much of them. There's always leftovers of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. And that's why it's the perfect time for Built Bar, the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace that coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any kind of pie or any kind of those chocolatey desserts. It's low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein, and covered in 100% chocolate, so you still get that chocolate taste. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. And you can share them, of course, with your family to make yourself a Built Bar family. There's new surprises all month, including limited-time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday, so mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of good surprises. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So, we all heard it. We all saw it. We all witnessed it. We are all witnesses of the Cole Anthony revolution. Cole Anthony got MVP chance. And it was, you know, surprising. I mean, again, I don't think he's the MVP. Cole Anthony doesn't even think he's the MVP. Um, but he is playing at a very high level. Um, you know, my favorite little magic factoid, my little, little, my little favorite magic stat that I like to sprinkle to people. Um, the magic have not had a wing or guard. Average 20 points per game or more since Steve Francis in 2005. 2000, yeah, 2005, the 2005 season. Really think about that. Um, you know, as, as, as one, of the, one, of my, one of my favorite Magic follows, um, I, I'm blanking on the Twitter account name, so I apologize for not giving proper credit. Um, this one of my ma- favorite Magic follows kind of jokingly tweeted, it's been so long since the Magic have had a guard to be excited about it's easy to get excited about Cole Anthony. It's the reason why we got excited about Jalen Suggs and the potential that Jalen Suggs had. To be good in this league takes a little bit of ego, takes a little bit of bravado. It it takes being accepting and wanting that last second shot. It takes all of that to be good in this league, to be among the elite, to be a star in this league. Um, to be the kind of player that does carry a, a franchise past the first round into the, in deep into the playoffs. It takes all of that. And the line of magic have been lacking that. And so Cole Anthony has stepped in, making that game-winning shot in Minnesota last year, making the game-winning shot in Memphis, and really captured people's imagination for what a shot maker can be. Yes, Cole Anthony can be inefficient. You know, Cole Anthony can can dribble the air out the ball. He's got some other deficiencies and weaknesses. But this season, Orlando's put the ball in his hands and said, go. And not only is Cole Anthony gone, not only is Cole Anthony kind of just taking it and run with it, he has also done it efficiently. 
He's also done it doing exactly what this program, this franchise, wants to be about. To get MVP chance, you, you kind of have to invite them, whether by de- by voice or by play. And whether Cole Anthony actually invited them by voice, he has become beloved among Magic fans. Beloved because of that attitude that he brings. Someone asked me last night, you know, do you think Cole Anthony is a future all-star in this league? And I was like, you know, I don't know about that, but he believes it and he plays like it. And right now he is delivering on it. It's a lot to, to, to do the things that Cole Anthony has done, but what's really made him stand out is the humility that he brings to the table. You know, this is not a me first shot hunting guy that, that may have been advertised in college or coming out of college in the draft process. This guy is about his team. And, and the way that he plays is to score. That's his mentality. That's his, that's his game. And the Magic haven't tried to change that. They want him to be a scorer. They want him to be himself. But Cole Anthony is still about his team first and foremost. In the post-game interview with Ballet Sports Florida, he didn't shout himself out. He didn't talk about himself. He first gave credit to RJ, to RJ Hampton, gave credit to Wendell Carter. He gave credit to his teammates. There's a ton of humility in that. And then in the postgame, Anthony was asked about the MVP chance. And, and, you know, he politely thanked the Magic fans for being in his corner like that. But he also said he he hasn't earned them yet. He doesn't want them. He hasn't earned it yet. That's that's incredible perspective from a young player who's who's you know essentially right now the face of the franchise until Isaac and Fultz are back until Suggs becomes what we think Suggs can be. Like I said, this team doesn't function without Cole Anthony on the floor. That's the truth. This team doesn't function without Cole Anthony. They need him. And again, he has largely delivered for this team and for this group. He's largely delivered not just with a scoring, but delivered as the guy that feeds everyone else, that brings the energy for everyone else, that is about everyone else. This is a star or star in the making. We'll see if he's a star. Um, this is a star in the making that isn't seeking these accolades, that isn't seeking the attention. He just wants to be better, and he just wants his team to be better. That doesn't mean he ain't out there doing audacious things. He's humble after the games, but during the games, he's going for the kill. He is taking the bold and brave shots. That fadeaway that he had over Rudy Gobert, holy that's that is a tough shot in a big moment. I mean, no, Cole Anthony is not afraid of big moments. He he seeks these big moments. And yes, we're getting to the point now where there's enough evidence to say Cole Anthony is a fourth quarter killer. For, Cole Anthony will win games for you in the fourth quarter. We've got a, almost a full season now of watching Cole Anthony late in games make big shots after big shots. And he is someone who is not afraid. 
And if that permeates through the team, if there's one thing that this team takes from Cole Anthony, take that. Because the Magic can trust him to win them games right now. And the fact that Cole Anthony is doing this with humility, the fact that Cole Anthony knows this is not the end of the road, that he is just still getting started, that he still has a lot to improve on, that's a big thing for the Orlando Magic. And it's big to see him play the way that he's played. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places download podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. You can also now find us streaming on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're at, like we're almost at 200 subscribers on YouTube. We've been doing this for about a month now. Um, so if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, feel free to do so as well. We'll be doing some YouTube exclusive content throughout the course of the season. Um, I am planning some pregame shows before road games when I'm when I'm off work and able to do so. Um, we'll do some interactive shows as well using Spotify Green Room too. Um, so definitely, definitely, definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'd love to see us get to 200 subscribers before Thanksgiving or the end of the month, um, and obviously continue to grow from there. Now that you're done listening to Locked On Magic, check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. On tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll probably talk a little bit about some lineup adjustments that might need to be made sooner than later, plus how the Magic's offense has become a lot more modern. We'll get to that and a whole lot more later on this week. But until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily Locked On Magic, this is Phil Frost and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.